Hey, church family. Welcome back to the Leroy UMC podcast. I hope 2022 is treating you well so far. This week, they let me preach, and I chose to talk about something close to my heart, anxiety, and whether Jesus truly understands our anxiety. I hope you enjoy. Um, so Pastor Matthias, uh, a couple weeks ago, told me that he was going to be heading out of town and asked me if I wanted to preach. And I have never preached before, but uh, as a communication major, I was like, oh, that's fine. You know, I was a C student. I, I could write a four or five page paper the night before, the morning before, you know. Uh, but when it comes to the Bible, sometimes uh, it's different because you have to wait for the Spirit to tell you what God wants you to say. And so um, I started early this time, so I'm hoping it's going to be much shorter than Matthias's stuff, but I I hope that uh, you get something out of it and can share this on. Um, So the first thing I want to go over is the scripture. So it's going to be coming from Luke 22, 39 through 46. And that reads, he came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, And the disciples followed him. When he reached the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not come into the time of trial. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Start bracket. Then an angel from heaven appeared to him and gave him strength. In his anguish, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down on the ground, end bracket. When he got up from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping because of grief. And he said to them, why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So to start off, I am not a pastor. My thing is singing and playing music to help draw people into the presence of God. But here I am, standing without my guitar, hoping to be able to convey God's words filtered through my heart and out of my mouth. Today I would like to talk about anxiety and whether or not our God understands truly what it means to go through the human condition. And few scriptures capture that anxiety and human condition better than that passage from Luke 22. And a lot of early Christians did not agree in the addition of the words in brackets in Luke 22, 43 through 44. And it was taken out, put back in, taken out again, and put back in. We have to imagine the scene during that time to truly understand why these two verses could be problematic. Pagan gods were all the rage. You could find a god to help fulfill whatever lust, greed, or temptation that you were into. They promised to stamp out your enemies because they were not of this world. They were much stronger than that. And then here we have Jesus, born to a teenager as a frail baby, living a mediocre life of a carpenter and needing an angel to come and give him strength in the garden? 
It makes for a hard sell when the Romans are still trampling over all their rights, and the Jews who didn't come to believe in Jesus as the Messiah were still able to keep the ears of the politicians in charge. Here we have a new religion that has to be kept on the down low because of continued crucifixions and prison sentences. So why allow two lines to stay in Luke that weren't mentioned in Matthew, Mark, or John? The unfathomable ability for a God who created the universe to understand the simplest of emotions that we go through daily, let us know that he cares. He doesn't judge us for the times we mess up. He knows. Jesus spit up as a baby and fell when learning to walk. He stubbed his toe and it hurt, ate a bad meal and got an upset stomach, and even feared and trembled when praying in the garden that this was just way too much for him to go through. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Psalm 34, 18. Now we read the line in Luke, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, semicolon, yet not my will, but yours be done. I read this a little differently. I read this as, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. And then an hour, two hours, three hours of wrestling and struggling and agony with this body, with this idea of what his body was going to go through. And then after hours of struggling, there's got to be a way out of this. Uh, I, I can't do this. This is too much. My body will not handle this. And then an angel comes and gives his earthly body strength, finishing with, yet not my will, but yours be done. Here we see the fight between flesh and spirit. Jesus' spirit was more than willing to go through this but his flesh was just like yours and mine. Pain is one of the feelings that our body fights against most, and Jesus was no different from us in feeling the pain and anxiety that came with knowing his future. How many times have we brought our children to the doctor's office and they screamed and cried because they had to get a shot? Many times probably for myself as well, many, many times. Uh, we knew that it was for their own good and that this small shot would prevent them from having an even worse problem in the future. Jesus had the literal weight of the world on his shoulders, and it came to a tipping point when he started sweating so profusely that Luke writes, his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down on the ground. This is a quote from William Barclay. The space within Jerusalem was so limited that there was no room for gardens. Many well-to-do people, therefore, had private gardens out on the Mount of Olives. Some wealthy friend had given Jesus the privilege of using such a garden, and it was there that Jesus went to fight his lonely battle. 
he was only 33. And no one wants to die at 33. He knew what crucifixion was like. He had seen it. He was in agony. The Greek word is used of someone fighting a battle with sheer fear. There is no scene like this in all history. This was the very hinge and turning point in Jesus' life. He could have turned back even yet. He could have refused the cross. The salvation of the world hung in the balance as the Son of God literally sweated it out in Gethsemane, and he won. I wonder how many times throughout history God has heard things like, you don't know what it's like, or how could you know how I feel? By becoming flesh, Jesus lived in the same human condition that we are going through. The difference is that he overcame it and did it without sin. So we have a God who created the universe and put the planets into orbit around a sun at the perfect distance to give us seasons. And yet he came to be born as a fragile baby, washing our feet and giving the ultimate sacrifice for all of us. What kind of a God would do this? Why did God need to understand our human emotions and fragility? I guess you can say he didn't. He could have left us in our own mess or just chose to show up and stick our noses in it to prove a point, but he didn't. Jesus showed up with grace and humility. On those days where my anxiety is through the roof and I start getting the cold sweats and ir irrational fears take hold, I can lean on the fact that my Savior wore this same flesh and even walked on ground where people still call home. Jesus laughed when his disciples told a funny joke and cried when someone he knew died. And I'll leave you with this. As the parent of a child with anxiety, one of the greatest things I can offer him is my ability to completely understand and empathize with what he is going through. The irrational fears aren't scary to me. I get it. The crippling feelings that you are afraid you're about to die, I get it. What a gift that is to be able to comfort my child with a perspective of someone who has lived through the same thing he is going through. I believe that this is one of the greatest gifts that Jesus gave to us when he was born, lived, and died on earth a perfect perspective of what I am going through. Thank you. Please pray with me. Dear God, thank you so much for being here. God, I just pray that um, you would just alleviate our anxieties, our fears, and just let us know that you get it. You know, you were here. You went through this. We're not alone. We don't serve a God who is looking to judge us. You are a God that is looking to love us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, thank you for joining us. I pray you have a safe and blessed week. Go in peace. <laughs>